Hi guys, welcome to Those Two Chicks with a Podcast. I'm Emma, and I am currently talking to myself alone in a room. Um, so today's episode is a little different. We've had some scheduling issues with us trying, um, Jordan and I able to meet up together um, just because of Thanksgiving, and then we had, she had some family illnesses and that kind of stuff, so just kind of we can't meet up today either. So I was like, well, we're gonna give you guys an episode still. It's just gonna be mashed up together. We're not doing Zoom or anything like that. So it's just two stories put together. But I will let Jordan take it away. Okay, so I just wanted to say too, like where this episode idea came from. Um, Emma, hopefully this is easy to like edit in here. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Sorry, guys. But I um, thought of this because... I'm a, I'm a social media manager, so I'm on social media all the time. And it's just wild to me how literally anyone can post anything. Like, the, the internet and social media is such a great tool, and it can be used to do so much good, but it can also be used for so much bad. And it also can ruin people's lives. And, I mean, these stories, I don't know what Emma, the story Emma's going to tell, but... These are pretty dramatic, but it literally can ruin like anybody's life. You don't have to be a crazy psycho killer (laughs) who ends up going crazy on social media. It's just wild to me and it intrigues me and scares me. But you know, I still be, I'd be staying scrolling TikTok anyway. So I was doing a little bit of research into this because I'm like, okay, influencers who've gone crazy or like YouTubers who've killed people or like snapped or whatever and that is how I found this story which I'm surprised I've never heard of before maybe you guys have um it got overshadowed when it happened because there was another really big crime that went on actually had to do with the FBI I'd have to look up exactly what it was but anyway I am gonna tell you today the story of Randy Stair, or better known on YouTube as Andrew Blaze, and his descent into madness. Um, so let's I'm gonna tell you a little bit about Randy. And I just wanna say too, before we start, I'm very respectful of pronouns. Most I'm pretty much all resources use he him. He never specified that he wanted to use she, her pronouns. But before he completed suicide, he did mention that he thought he identified as a female. But I'm just saying he, him, because that that's what he went by. Um, I, I just want to get that out of the way. I don't mean any disrespect. If anybody like knows of the story and knows like eventually he did want to be female. Like I said, these were the pronouns that he went by. Randy Stare, who is he? Randy Stare um, grew up in Pennsylvania. Um, he had an older brother, Jeremy, and he lived with his two parents. His childhood was pretty normal. Um, he was prone to some bullying growing up, but he didn't seem to have a great amount of it until he reached high school. And it was there that he felt like an outcast. Um, He didn't really fit into social norms and he didn't have close friendship circles that we are normally used to. Um, Feeling alone and depressed, he used the um, video platform we all know and love, YouTube, to express himself in comedic and expressive ways. 
Um, he was very artistic and his thing was animation. He loved to create animations. Um, now, a couple of his videos did get picked up by um, some bigger channels, but he didn't really gain a mass following himself, though he did have a small cult following. Um, they were very devoted to his videos, um, and he worked on a lot of content for them. Now, it was on YouTube that he managed to feel happy thanks to all the attention he got through his videos. Um, he made friends and fans, and most importantly, he had a getaway from the depressive world he saw around him. Oh my god, I'm sorry. Maisie's chasing the dog upstairs, if you guys can hear that. <clears throat> now, Randy slowly started, like I said, a descent into madness. Um, his videos were... I don't even know if I would say normal in the beginning, but he became very obsessive with a character named Am. I think it's Ember um, from the cartoon Danny Phantom, which I don't know if you guys remember. It's like, gotta catch him all, he's Danny Phantom. Yeah, he like caught ghosts, you know, the teenager who would uh, defeat ghosts, Ghostbusters for teens. Um, but the character he was obsessed with was a part of like, a girl band called Ember's Ghost Squad. Um, and also, which I really, I don't know how that ties in. He just really liked the style and he literally like thought he was a part of this ghost squad. Um, but not only that, he idolized Columbine high school shooters, Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold. Um, and he wrote stories about committing a mass shooting um, he, you can find the video online. It's freaky as hell, but he made an animated video of a school shooting. It's really gross, um, graphic, just horrible. Um, and he wrote that, okay, Wise Markets is officially Columbine High School, um, which that's where he worked. It was called the, the Wise Market. Hold on a second. Hold on. We need to, we need to make sure this is right. I'm so stupid, guys. I can't. It is the Wise Market. Um, which, I mean, we'll kind of get into what happens there. I'm sure you guys can guess now. Um, but he said that he would have gone back to his old high <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm in the bathroom. That wasn't me. That was, <laughs> that was the bathtub. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, Okay. He said that he would have gone back to his old high school to commit this the shooting, but it had been demolished the year he was graduated. Um, so he did admit, like I said in the video, um, that he liked to cross-dress. Uh, he wrote in his journal and filmed home videos of him planning a massacre, um, dubbed the suicide tapes, which were then uploaded to his Mediafire page. Um, yeah, we'll get a little bit more into that. But let's go into a little bit about his mental health. Um, so he was strongly opposed of participating in therapy or seeing a counselor um, because he believed it alters who you are. Um, he claimed and uh, disclosed of significant events in his life, but his mental health was not like a part of that. So he didn't really discuss it with anybody, even though he was very open online. Um, and starting in middle school, his mental state just 
it began to emerge how fast it was diminishing. Um, he had written stories and presented them to his English teacher where the main characters would almost always end up being involved in some sort of deadly incident. Um, and he claimed that his uh, writings were never questioned by teachers, but, you know, it kind of happened after everything happened, they kind of came out and said like, oh yeah, he was, he was doing this. It essentially, like we've heard many times before, people ignored the signs. He was showing these signs and no one did anything about it. Um, now he did have suicidal ideations and they intensified towards the end of high school. Um, he began pondering methods of suicide and on a trip to New York with his family he um he says that he contemplated jumping from a skyscraper to his death. Um and he later said that he had remorse for not taking his own life sooner. So, like I said, people were ignoring the signs. I mean, it was getting pretty obvious towards the end. Um, you know, in the home as well as the people following his videos. Um one of his, actually, I'm sorry, his last video was entitled Andrew Blaze Westboro High School Massacre Videos. So that's the video I was telling you about with the school shooting that's just fucking horrific. Um, he had a huge paragraph that showed in the beginning of this video. It goes to show that he felt like a lot of people in his life let him down. Um, I'll read it to you. <clears throat> but it says to all the people who screwed me over on this video and left me hanging fuck you to all the animators who agreed to help and shoved me aside as if i didn't matter fuck you to all of the worthless people involved with this video in general who made me feel like i didn't even matter fuck you to everyone who agreed to help me in general and made me feel like i didn't even matter fuck you to all the fans who will appreciate what i managed to get done with this in five months completely on my own thank you there are going to be some missing shots left unfinished in the video um, due to animators who didn't want to help me out. So he was feeling very isolated and this community that he built around him, he felt like was shutting him out as well. Um, so he felt really inferior um, and his only escape from his unsuccessful life was, you know, online, but he had lost that feeling of comfort. Like I said, there was that video and it was uploaded June 8th of 2017. Um, then the last video of himself, he was flipping a coin to determine his own fate. His options were either to commit a crime somewhere else or for a disaster to happen at his own home. And essentially like what he meant with that was to either kill other people or commit suicide at home and he deems this as fate so this is why he's flipping the coin and it's really creepy you can find the video online um, as well to go ahead and look on reddit for it but this again kind of leads to the actual um crime so at approximately 11 p.m on june 7th 2017 Stair arrived at the Wise Market for his late night shift. Before performing his typical store duties, he blocked an emergency exit near the building's crew area. Not long after, he returned to the crew area and blocked any remaining emergency exits. So all the emergency exits were blocked. 
Um, he then equipped himself with two pistol grip automatic shotguns. He slowly walked through the store and killed three of his co-workers, three of the five total employees working at the store that night, and Kristen Newell was the only survivor. Now, she, he did approach her, uh, but she was distracted and was listening to music while the events unfolded. unfolded. She had ear, I don't know if she had earplugs in or over the head headphones, whatever it was, she was listening to music. Um, but he turned away from her and walked down another aisle. We don't know why, but he spared her life. Um, and she became aware of the attack when he began shooting at store merchandise, including glass objects. And um, she immediately fled to the crew room where she contacted police. The shooting concluded with, um, st- with Randy taking his own life via self-inflicted gunshot near the deli section. Um, investigators later discovered that uh, despite arming himself with two weapons, all fired rounds were ejected from only one of the guns. He also tried to um, cause a fire at the store, and it didn't happen. Um, But he did end up taking the lives of three people that night at the Wise uh, supermarket. So it's just kind of, I wanted to tell the story because it's kind of like, I don't want to say it's like the classic story of a kid who got in too deep with social media because honestly he was having trouble before he even created this community on YouTube, but I don't think that it helped. Um, Like I said, it can be a really great tool to bring people together and create a positive community. But for him, he found people that just kind of deepened his rage and hatred towards the world. Um, And you know, there's crazy people online who glorify these mass shootings and you never know who's going to come across it and actually recreate these events. Um, but like I said, you can find his videos, uh, online. You can look on Reddit. They're not on YouTube anymore. Although his page does remain up. It's none of these videos that, um, I mentioned before. And yeah, that is it. I don't know if I'm going first or second. So if I'm going second, take it away, Emma. Okay, so my story is a little different, but we were talking about like the dark things of social media or just famous people and yeah, how some of these things ruin people's lives. And it's it's kind of like we all watch because it's this bad car accident that, you know, a lot of us can't look away. You see it all the time, and especially like false news and paparazzi following everybody and it's all the made-up stories that it's amazing how many people believe that are true but I really wanted to talk about like the dark parts of Hollywood and that deal with kids and teenagers but how once again it's like covered up and no one talks about it or if someone does bring it up it's always the excuse of well it was a different time and they didn't know better and I just feel like I don't believe that I don't know I I just it's hard for me to believe that because yes we have done some crazy things and I, I think you know even from the 90s we've made a lot of political changes and how we view things but I just feel like there's some things that no matter what the time frame was, I don't think it was ever right. Um, 
And I sometimes I, I really do believe they knew what they were doing and just no one said anything. Um, but obviously we all know Hollywood's just toxic, but it's like, that's nothing new. But I wanted to like, as I was diving into it, and this is what I'm talking about today, there was how many articles I found from like the early like 30s or 40s and how many articles are involving Hollywood and they're about like mafia killings and mysterious suicides and even with Jordan's story. And again, no one talks about it. I find that I just can't fathom like how is it just possible to slip that under the rug and I, I guess it's possible if you have a lot of money and it's the right time but I just it, it's amazing to me someone I kind of want to talk about and I've always heard this but again it's just like the things that like no one did anything hardly to stop it clearly but how it was just like oh what a shame that's how I felt about this entire thing it was like oh what a shame but you know deep down there's probably some children that are still being treated the same way and they're kids and I just it sickens me uh, I'm talking about Judy Garland and she signed with MGM in her early teens but when she was assigned to work with them she was pressured to stay thin especially during the movie The Wizard of Oz when she played Dorothy because she was portraying a young child and Dorothy was technically I think a According to the story, Dorothy was supposed to be a lot younger than Judy Garland actually was. Um, so they wanted to make sure she still looked like a young kid. So they forced her into this diet. I mean, besides that, they called her terrible things and they bullied her. This teenager, adults bullied this teenager about her weight and just all kinds of nasty things that you would never think to say that to a, a child. I mean, to anybody. You shouldn't say it to anybody, but especially a, a teenager. And her diet was mostly made up of coffee, cigarettes, and diet pills. And there were some articles that said that she might have had like some broth and that kind of thing. But it was a very, obviously a very toxic diet plan. And the pills that she, were t that she was taking, they were used to keep Judy Garland thin, but also awake so that they could keep up with the long filming hours. And this was especially for that movie, The Wizard of Oz, that was released in 1939. For so early, like just 1939, if this was happening then, you know, a lot of people have talked about maybe all the problematic situations that uh, a famous show like The Toddlers and Tiaras and like the lengths that some of these kids go through for the pageants and you know, I think there's always a healthy way of doing stuff, but I, we've definitely seen some extremes and I know it's just a reality TV show, so not everything's real, but I think we all know deep down that there is probably somebody doing all those things. You know, Judy Garland, she suffered from an accidental overdose and she passed away at the age of 47. Um, and when some of her life came out and all the hardships and um, when all the people were talking about her diet during the Wizard of Oz and how she was treated, everyone's like, well, that was a shame. It wasn't like, what could we have done better? What can we do better in the future? It was just like, ah, oh, what a shame for her. She let, she let that get to her. And I just find that's like such a, like a disgusting way to think about a, a person. And then as I was looking again, just like some of the things after this of like discovering her diet, I kind of wanted to go more on like what other things did people cover up for these big producers and film industries. I did find some that were about like some producers of the film industries would force women into having an abortion and it was against their will. And that was if they were like, um, they might have been unmarried or maybe it was due to an affair um, or really. And I've it's because they needed them to be filming. 
So they'd have them go to these clinics under a different name and they would just basically have a forced abortion. And I just can't wrap my head around that because it was these women talking about like they really wanted to keep their baby and they were happy and they were so excited to be with child and then their producer tells them they need to get rid of it. As if it was like this little problem because what would Hollywood think? What would the people think? And I I just can't imagine that like all your feelings are just set aside for money. Now, the last thing I really wanted to mention as we're coming up more things that are just covered up, they're dark, but people can cover them up and it doesn't matter. And that I really wanted to mention like early Hollywood pedophilia. And I know that still exists today. Um, And we find that out like TikTok, they might be from like famous kids channels and that kind of thing. They'll talk about their stories of working with creepy people. And I think I just wanted to prove my point a little bit more like this has always been here and it hasn't been changing. And I'm not saying every person in Hollywood is this nasty individual with bad intentions, but I just think it's kind of crazy how I'm talking about things that happened in the 30s. And if I didn't tell you what year it was, it would almost be like, well, you could see it happening now. And I think that's what kind of grosses me out the most. But child stars and um, some famous like Shirley Temple um, that you might be familiar with, but a lot of child stars like in the early 30s films, they had children that might be like six or seven years old, their role, they would have to kiss grown men on the lips. And that was like, oh, they're playing their father or whatever. But it was a a six-year-old kissing a grown man. There was actually this whole series of baby burlesque short satire films that was basically putting toddlers in adult roles in adult situations. I'm someone who really loves a lot of early films and I think I get it from like, you know, with my grandma and stuff because she'd play them or she had a whole collection of these DVDs. <laughs> and, um, but as you rewatch them now, it's kind of like, you can hardly say that, oh, it was a different time. They didn't know better. I just have a hard time believing that, especially when you hear all the other crap that went on behind the scenes. And like I said, if I never told you what year this was and I said it was from 2020, it it doesn't sound that far off. You know, it's just like, oh yeah, people are crazy today, especially when we talk about like, you know, sex trafficking is at its highest. And it's all these things of like how to be safe, but how to keep your children safe. And I feel like with knowing all of it, it's kind of feel like you never, you're, you never are, you know, it's nothing really has changed. And I feel like not enough people are talking about it. And I think that's why I kind of wanted to go on my little rant here today of not a murder per se, but something that's been happening for a very long time, but something that gets covered up so easily due to a contract and just this, I think this thing, I don't know what, but something that has this hold on people for Hollywood. And it's, it's honestly pretty amazing in a, in a gross way, but like just how it just keeps on running. But thank you for listening to my tangent. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to see you guys back next week. From, well, you'll hear this on Friday, but hopefully we'll get back uh, to be able to film together again by next Tuesday and you guys can hear some more episodes. So thanks for joining in.